Welcome to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast. Mommy Oyoyo is a platform for the modern African woman to talk about anything and everything related to motherhood in today's world. Join me, Barry Dakara, every week as we tackle the good, the bad, the ugly, the highs, the lows, the wins, the losses, and everything else in between. Mommy Oyoyo is your plug for real life gist and experiences about being a mother, African style. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast. As usual, it's your girl, Barry Dakara. And first of all, before we even get anywhere, I have to apologize. I'm so sorry for that impromptu break that I took uh, between the last episode and this one. Um, I suppose we put in our episodes every week, but... You know, life just happened and I think I'm getting to the point of just general fatigue and I have decided that I will take a planned break between December and January after episode 60 though, not right now. So today's episode is going to be episode 58. We'll have another episode next week and then episode 60 and then I'll take, uh, I think maybe like a month or five weeks break into January so that, you know, I can again, refresh, relax, reset, all of that stuff. You know, the year is almost over and oh my goodness, what a year this has been. Um, to be honest, I've had a pretty good year. I really, really have. And I understand that not a lot of people have had similar. It's been really difficult. It's been hard and tough for a lot of people. And um, I'm just praying that 2021 brings bigger, brings better, brings more peace, brings more joy, brings more love to you and to yours and your family and, and all of that. Like, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really hoping for, um, much better in 2021. But for now, as we're getting to the end of this year, I just feel the need to kind of shut down a little bit, you know, and just kind of put things in focus. Um, I want to have much more clarity next year for myself, you know, as a person, for myself as a mom and for me and this podcast, um, I really want to take this podcast to the next level in 2021 and actually plan to um, um, file it as a business here in the next um, in the next few weeks but um yeah that's kind of what's been going on please bear with me um, I'm actually thinking I will I will post on Instagram if I do decide to do it but I'm thinking that for episode 60 it will be a live Instagram recording. That's what I'm considering. Um, just cause I haven't done anything, you know, like that. And I think it might be fun for you guys to join in on the conversation while I'm recording the podcast live. Um, what was I going to talk about for that episode? I'm thinking, I'm thinking that I will talk about, um, my hesitation around the idea of having a second child, like an, another child. Um, and then if you guys are interested, you can come on. If you have only one child um, and you feel, if you want to add your um, own thoughts and your own feedback, you can come on the Instagram live as well. Um, or if you have any questions as to why I'm thinking of having just the one child and what my concerns are, you can also come on and it'll be like a Q&A live kind of session kind of thing. Does that sound good to you guys? I hope it does. <laughs> um, if it does, definitely let me know. Send a message to me on Instagram at Mommy Oyoyo and let me know if it's something that you'd be interested in. And if you are, then we will decide on what day and time we will record this episode 60 before our break. Um, what else? Um, last week was Thanksgiving and my family and I, uh, drove down to Florida 
for um the for the weekend and um unfortunately there was a tragedy that happened on thanksgiving day i had taken a nap and when i woke up i heard screaming and i wasn't sure what it was so i went downstairs and my family had run outside the door to find out what was happening and a family that had rented the house from across the road they were all outside like there were women on the floor screaming and rolling around you know, like rolling on the floor uncontrollably just screaming and crying and shouting you know like what's going on um the houses in that subdivision in that estate have swimming pools and um, hot tubs and they had found their toddler a two-year-old boy in the pool nobody knew how long he had been in the pool um his grandma i guess maybe somebody found you know was like wait where's the child and they started looking for him and his grandma was the one that found him in the pool and brought him out so at that point you know it was just you know tragedy you know and despair and everything and they were waiting for the ambulance to get there and um, some other people who were also vacationing ran inside the house to go and try and help while we waited um we like in my house my mom and my sisters and i we started praying for the little boy and just you know asking god for a miracle because like what the heck is going on um but long story short unfortunately they were unable to save him the ambulance did come and take him to to the hospital but an hour later um they called from the hospital that he didn't make it and it was such a tragedy that happened and just people really need to make sure that um there are safety precautions when where it comes to their children um in this instance and i'm not trying to you know put blame on the mom or anybody else in the house the child was the only child in the house of full of adults you know, um, now's not the time to be apportioning blame, but the child would only have been able to get into that pool because the fence around the pool was open and also the um, door to go outside was open. So the two barriers of entry were both left open. And so that boy was able to um, go outside. And unfortunately, this was the outcome. So I'm, I'm I'm telling you guys this to just, I know it's the holiday season. Everyone's relaxing now. Um, please still just put your guards up and um, ensure that your children are safe, as safe as possible. Um, I think at some point, sometime in 2021, I'd like to have... Um, maybe like a swimming instructor or safety instructor come on the podcast to talk about different ways we can keep our children safe at home um, or on holiday, that kind of thing. And um, hopefully when the pandemic is a little bit, has eased up a little bit, then we'll also be able to, I wanted to have an event this year um, a first aid and CPR training event for moms this year. Um, but unfortunately the pandemic came. So hopefully next year when things ease up again, then I'll be able to have something like that here in Atlanta for African moms. Cause I think it's really, really necessary wherever you are in the world. If you can look for CPR training or first aid training around you, please do so. Um, because you just never know. You just never know. I mean, God forbid, of course, anything that will happen. But you just never know. So um, I think I'm done with, you know, the housekeeping and all of this other stuff. Let's get on to the episode. Today I'm speaking with Vese, who is a... What is she now? How do, she's a, She is a multi... How did she say it? When you guys listen. When you guys listen, you hear what she said. <laughs> But she owns the Philly and Friends lifestyle brand and um, I wanted to talk to her about um, diversity and introducing diversity um, to your children's nursery or to your children's, you know, bedroom, their books, toys, um, 
just talking to them about um, diversity in the world as well. And um, I think you're going to really enjoy the conversation. And she gives practical tips on how to make your um, child's environment more diverse and bring diversity discussions to them. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to follow me on Instagram at mommy yo yo and also look us up on Facebook as well. And uh, please, yes, if you are an Apple, okay, please rate this podcast, give it five stars, and also leave a review as well. The 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 bulk of you that are listening are listening on Apple Podcasts, and I feel like we should have more. Uh, reviews and ratings on there so please just take some time out to do all of that for me thank you very much enjoy the episode well hello and welcome to the mommy oyo podcast i've got my very lovely guest thank how do you pronounce that again vessi it's called vessi vessi okay very awesome I've got the lovely Vessie on the podcast today, and she's the author of renowned child book, Billy <laughs> and Friends. And you might be wondering, where did Barry go to? Barry's right here. I'm just bringing out my British persona, and I hope that you all can hear me drinking my British tea, okay? <laughs> I got deadly tea just for Vessie. And my mommy, Oyoyo. But we're so excited. And British Berry is taking a break now. So we can get this thing started. Hi, Bessie. (laughs) Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm well, thank you. How are you? I am doing awesome. Please, I need you to bring out a British accent as (laughs) well. Maybe at the end, at the end. Let's leave that till the end. What's the point of being British if you're not going to have accents? I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not understanding. At the end, the end. Don't worry, it will come out. Okay, if you say so, no problem. But welcome to the Mommy Oyo podcast, <laughs> guys. That are listening. It has been. I don't know when we first said that we'll do this thing. I've been begging her. <laughs> I've been see, I've been begging her for a very long time. You know she's a celebrity, you know. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I mean, she's a celebrity in the podcasting world. She was even talking to Guy Ross. If you don't know uh-uh. who Guy Ross is, then I don't know to tell you. But she finally agreed to come on this humble podcast. I'm so excited. So, Madam, I'll call you Madam because you're my Madam. Because I'll be your virtual assistant on this. But please introduce yourself. Tell us about you, who you are, what you do, your family life, and all that good stuff. And don't leave anything out. Okay. <laughs> oh, hi. Hi, everyone. Um, so my name is Vessi. And what do I do? That's a good question. I, I like to think of myself as a multi-potentialite. So I, I kind of do quite a number of things. I am a chartered engineer by profession. And, and so I worked in strategy and customer experience for a number of years. But right now I am the founder of Philly and Friends, which is a children's lifestyle brand. Um, yeah, and I also run a business with my sisters called DVs. And the whole idea is to demystify West African flavors in the Western markets. And so that's a bit about me in a nutshell. I have two kids, I'm married. My daughter is three and a half thereabout. And my son is 21 months. Um, and obviously they take so much of my time, but I absolutely love them. And yeah, so that's me. I live in England and I've been here since I was, I've been here for 17 years now. So I came here from Nigeria after secondary school and I've been here since then. So yeah, that's a bit about me. Okay, I have several things to say. Okay. (laughs) Number one, you have been in that country for 17 years and you cannot give me British accent up until the (laughs) Only waiting to the end of the episode. It's okay. No problem. 
Number two, I like how you said you're a multi-potentialite. What is, I mean, what is that <laughs> word? What is that phrase? If anybody asks me what I am going forward, I'm a multi-potentialite. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what? That word actually freed me because I'm someone who I have lots of passions and um, lots of ideas. I, there are so many things that I enjoy doing. And I used to try and figure out, okay, where does it all fit in? And, you know, growing up, they'll ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's almost like as if you can only be one thing, you know? So for a long time, I was a bit confused. Why do I have so many things that I like to do and I want to do? And then I saw the word and it freed me completely. It's basically a person who, ha who has many different interests and creative pursuits. And it just, it literally freed me. It made me feel like, oh, wow, I don't have to be one thing. I can be many things because I have many expressions of myself. So that's why I describe myself as that because I do quite a number of things. I hope you guys now understand why Madame B is my Madame because going forward, I am now a multi-potentialite as well. Just like my Madame. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so let's get into the interview. Um, you're married. You've got two children, two toddlers, basically. And you are, see, in my questions, I wrote that you're an author. You're more than an author. I like the way you said it. I am Philly and Friends is a children's lifestyle brand. It's a brand because it has gone beyond the book. It now has, I have the poster here. I've sent poster to my friend's children. I have, um, no, no, they, there's the affirmation cards for the children as well. Girl, you're doing it all. Okay. So you've got this lifestyle brand. You, um, you, you have your business with your sisters that yes. does amazingly well. You guys in your family, you guys are very, very high achieving um, people, Sha. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but since you're doing so many things and you're married, you have children, young children, um, can you just kind of walk us through what a weekday is like in your life and how you manage the different things that you're doing every day and what kind of help you have if you have any help? <laughs> this question is so funny. What a weekday is like. Do you know that um, it's very, every day is different. I know it sounds very very cliche but I'm not I'm very spontaneous I'm not a strict planner so I can wake up and decide that okay I'm going to take um, the kids to the park that day or to the zoo or whatever comes um, tickles my fancy um, yeah but the thing right now my daughter goes to nursery 8:45 to 2:45 every day so my husband does, does the drop-offs and pickups so that's sorted but my son is at home with me so I have him I have him 24 <laughs> 7 um and so yes we wake up get my daughter ready for school drop her off and then my day starts with my son I would typically wake up early um maybe around 5 36 to to my quiet time devotion all of that before the kids wake up um and then, yeah, so that's my day started. And I'm with my son. I do a bit of work with him sometimes. Sometimes I just let him play on his own. Sometimes he's with the TV. And within, between him playing, I don't know. I don't, to be honest, I don't know how I get things done, but I get things done. <laughs> I get things done with him. Um, and most times I have to do a lot of things I a lot of things I have in my head or in my on my phone before 2.45 because once my daughter gets back from school, that's it mm -hmm. until they go to bed. Um, and yeah, so my day, I don't have any st strict structure to my days. The only thing that I try to do every day religiously without fail is my prayer time and my quiet time. Um, apart from that, however the wind blows, not as, not as um, spontaneous as, as that, but uh -huh. really and truly, I, pick, I can pick up anything regarding Philly and friends, 
my business or with the kids and the house um, um, or DV, sorry, what that's what I meant to say. Yeah, so that's my day. <laughs> that's my wow. weekend. No, no two weeks are the same. No two days are the same. Um, the constants are my husband and my kids. Um, yeah. I feel like that's really amazing because um, some of the other women that I've spoken to on the podcast, you know, you'll talk about like the different the structures and almost like timetables and everything, right? Yeah. And it's almost um it's almost easy to say that in order to be successful you must have this really regimented schedule but the truth of the matter is not everybody works that way not everybody's life is like that and the thing about it is you keep putting things out so it's not as if you're just sitting down (laughs) it's not as if you're just sitting down and you know life is really meaning you're actually like putting things out so it's like she must be very, very regimented. She must have this kind of schedule. She must have a virtual assistant. She has not hired me yet, though, but no one. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I don't have, I'm just not, I'm not wired that way. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not a, I like structure in a weird way. So I need, I need to have a plan of, okay, this is what I'm doing, but I don't have a strict, I don't um, assign it to time. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and so even with things like content creation, I know that people, a lot of people plan weeks ahead. I, I don't do that because uh, I, I, I'm not just, I'm just not that type of person. Um, I'm very spontaneous, um, calculated. I'm spontaneous, but calculated. Let's put it that way. I, I, am, I am not, um, <laughs> yeah, so let's put it that way. Yeah, spontaneous and calculated. Um, but I use my phone. I use Trello actually. I use Trello to, document so I, I have a lot of I always have a lot of ideas and things in my head mm-hmm. that I'm thinking I'm constantly generating ideas or thinking of um, maybe someone to contact or collaborate with or whatever it might be and I just drop it down either on my phone I have a I have a whatsapp group with myself so I either put it down there or... <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay that is the most hilarious thing that I've heard but I love it Yes, I had to do it one day because I, I was like, I need somewhere to dump. And my poor husband, I'm like, okay, he's had enough. And I have my sisters as well. I have my group with them, but I don't want to just keep dumping with them. And they would listen. They have no choice. <laughs> they would listen, but I just needed um, an avenue for myself just to dump my ideas in there. So I have that WhatsApp group with myself, which I use quite a lot. Wow. Um, and um it sounds very <laughs> you're so yeah. unconventional and i love it <laughs> i totally love this yeah <laughs> and then i use trello as well which one of my friends recommended um so i use trello for business to put on the different ideas and i just keep dumping in there and i okay. I just tick as i go along the day um, listen whatever works for you yeah. Right. Whatever works for you. I love it. I love it. I like to. So I feel like sometimes I'm a little bit of a scatterbrain because I do also have like a lot of ideas yeah. and different things that are in my head. And I have my notes app on my phone, on this Samsung phone, that every now and then I remember, like, oh, yes, I have this notes or I have Google Keep. Oh yes, I remember how I remember I have Google Keep, <laughs> right? But ideally for me, I would like to have like a notebook, physical notebook, or a journal, yeah. so I can write with pen and paper. I feel like for me, that's what works yeah. best. But we shall see. We'll get there. One thing I always do though is my the calendar on my phone. I mm-hmm. always, if I have an appointment meeting my friend's birthday whatever it is I would always plug it into my calendar on my phone so it is I have an overview of of what I have to do for the week or the day okay so I I use my calendar quite heavily okay that definitely works as well um so now your book slash lifestyle brand because again (laughs) it has become more than just a book feeling and friends it has made waves everywhere everyone keeps talking about feeling your friends you have been featured in different magazines and media outlets and it's like eh what i know this kind of celebrity in life 
gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so please, how did you come up with the idea for the book? And how did you go from idea to execution? Okay. With a young child. <laughs> That's true. Um, in terms of the idea for the book, I... Um, I don't know why, but for some reason, I'm very passionate about um, confidence in kids. I feel like a lot of people underestimate the effect words and the things that we expose children to, the effect it has on how they turn out and their outcome. Um, and so many people I speak to, they may, maybe speak about one negative word that somebody said to them 20 years ago that they still remember. And along the years, they've, they've obviously heard a lot of positive words, but they still hold on to that negative word. And I've just always been passionate about building confidence in kids. And then I have a, a niece and a nephew, and my, my niece is seven at the moment. When she was about four, she came home wanting long, silky hair and you know all of that. Why don't I have this hair? And she lives in England with... Um, with her parents as well and that really really um, struck at me because I I want each child to grow up loving who they are because we are all so unique and so beautiful and so from that I already started thinking about okay we need an avenue to show black kids and children that they who they are like we are so beautiful you are so beautiful your hair is different but it's beautiful um, and so I already had that idea in my head. And one of the reasons why I went natural was for her. But also I got pregnant for my daughter and I realized I was having a girl. And it, having her completely changed me. I'm sure it changed so many other mothers, but it changed me in particular. I just wanted to be a better person for her. I just wanted to work on myself, you know. I felt like in order for her to be whole, I needed to be whole. And so I started doing a lot of research. And just praying about it, to be honest. And one morning I had my, I woke up about four to have my prayer time and I slept off. I woke up literally maybe three hours later with the book in my head and the storyline. And I feel like, I feel, honestly feel like God gave me the book and the idea. And I got up and I just wrote it down. And that was how the idea came about. But I can see how the different things that had happened with my niece, me having my daughter and so searching and just wanting to make sure she grows up as whole as whole can be, um, led up to me getting the idea from the book. And that's how it started. Now, in terms of, um, so I had the book idea and I wrote it down and obviously I was like, okay, I have this book idea, but I need to validate that it's not just nonsense. <laughs> um, it's true because I, I feel like that's why I, I really love my sisters and my my support system, my friends and my husband. My my husband is amazing. He's so supportive as well. Um, I had to share the story with them. Okay, guys, I have this idea that I came up with. What do you think about this story? Honestly, because don't let me publish rubbish. Um, what do you think about it? And they all were very encouraging. Like, oh my God, I think it's a great idea. Now, another thing about me is I like to do. I it's very hard for me to be idle. Very, very hard. I have to force myself to be idle. So once I have an idea, I would execute it. I, I'm just naturally like that. And so I just started researching. What's the next step? Okay, I have this book. What do I need to do? Another thing about me, I'm very particular about how things look. I, I don't know if, if, I guess it's a good thing, but I'm very particular about how things look. Um, and so I wanted it to be top quality um, and so I obviously was looking for illustrators um, um, also I had to look for an editor because I thought okay my, my siblings think it's nice my husband think it, thinks it's nice um, um, but I need someone who is a children's who knows children's books to actually say it's a nice book and the language is appropriate for the age range and so I went in search of that and so it was just step by step I just kept taking the next step and yeah and then I came up with the book and that's how that's that's how I executed it honestly I didn't when I was doing it I wasn't I wasn't thinking of building a brand I was literally just thinking of giving my daughter the gift of representation wow. you know 
just to let her know that she is special like i want her to love who she is inside out and i know that obviously with life there will become insecurities and all those things but i want her to have the foundation and the tools to be able to deal with that when it comes along so yeah that's the that's the whole idea that's how we started and that's how i'm here i i totally love that and i really really i really 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 like the book a lot oh. i love the book a lot and you know coco is she's about your daughter's age so she's three and a half yeah yeah, yeah like, like a month or two apart yeah. yeah um coco is at this age now where um her her relationship with her hair is very i don't know sometimes mm-hmm. i'll do her hair and mommy i don't want this hair i want elsa hair and i'm like what the heck is Elsa hair? I don't know what that is. <laughs> right? Like, I don't, when you're saying Elsa hair, is it that you want the color of the hair or you want the texture of the hair or you want yeah. the braids? Because I don't quite get it. So she's at that point, right? But yeah. um, I love showing her, like, we love reading the book together. And, you know, I take the time to show her, like, look at her hair. Her hair is so beautiful. It's just like mommy's hair. It's just like Coco's hair, you know? And then, like, the brown skin. She keeps saying, mommy, I'm brown. Mommy, you're brown, just like me, you know? Yeah. So at this young age, right, they're, be- they're, they're seeing the differences. Yeah. You know? They're seeing yeah. the differences. And um, I love that the book kind of introduces you know, diversity to, to them yeah. and in a good way. Yeah. Um, this year, there's been a lot of focus and yeah. um, spotlight on diversity, you yeah. know, like the Black Lives Matter and like, which was really, a really, really big thing this year. And um, your book, another thing I like in the book is that the other, the other characters in the book, I mean, they don't have names, but um, it's different races. I definitely yeah. love that a lot. Um, so how have you broached the subject of race and diversity so far with, um, with Philly? She's still young. She's three. Yes. But again, yes. they're beginning to see you know, differences. So have you started talking to her about race and diversity? And how have you gone about it? Um, so like you said, she's still quite young, so it's, it's, it's difficult for her to get the full picture. Uh-huh. But research says that as early as the age of two, a child starts to reason based on race. By two and a half, they begin to choose their playmates based on racial identification. And then by five, racial pre- prejudice is formed. This oh, wow. means so when people say I don't see color, I'm like, no, you see color. There's nothing wrong with seeing color. If you can see yellow, you can see black. And these kids can see it too. They just don't attach the negative negativity to it. They just see the color. And it's okay. It's what I think it's it's just helping them see that there are different people in the world. And that's okay. When I speak to kids, so I, I do quite a number of um, school visits. I tell them about the rainbow. And I, tell, I, I talk about how the rainbow is made up of different colors. And it's beautiful because of the many colors that it has. If it was just red, it would just be red. Mm-hmm. You know? And but when you have the different colors, it makes it, 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 it brings out, it makes it, you, you look at it and you think, wow. And that's how I talk to them about race just attaching it to the rainbow something that they can understand and something that at their age they love and it's just helping them all you need them to see is that there are different people in the world you know have an understanding and then also let them know that it's okay it's there's nothing wrong with it um because when you see something that you don't know, you don't recognize, you can either you either hate it, fear it, or you may accept it. And if racial prejudice and all these things are formed by the age of five, it means that you 
by then, if you now try to start introducing it to them at that age, you've already formed their ideas and ideologies of whatever race it might be. Mm-hmm. So they will either fear it or hate it. You, you get what I'm saying? Right. So that's why it's important for you to, I think with, with my daughter's age, or what, or what what I do and what I, I feel is important is just showing them a diverse range of toys, a diverse range of books, giving them that picture in their head to understand that the world is make up, made up of different types of people. And that's what I do with her. Um, obviously, as the older they get and more questions come through, um, then you begin to d- dig deeper and mm-hmm. begin to have more conversations with them and I feel it's important to have open conversations with kids they are actually intelligent they are more intelligent that we give them credit for I think back of my I try to I try to put myself back to when I was that age and I try to remember how what I understood about life and I'm like actually we don't give kids enough credits um, so I feel like we should be honest with them about things as honest um, age appro- making sure that the honesty is age appropriate mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how I've done it. Mainly with her toys, mainly with her books and the TV shows that we, we um, the TV shows that she watches. I love that how you just said um, how kids are much more intelligent than we give them credit for. Yeah. I don't know if you saw when I shared on my stories that on Saturday we were watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and it was the episode that mirrored the wizard of oz mm. so in that episode i you know for a long part of the episode mickey mouse was all grayed out yeah and when i looked up and saw it i was like oh mickey doesn't have any color look and papa looked at me she says no mommy he's gray gray is a color oh you got scold <laughs> <laughs> got scold for real but when she said that i just like looked at her like Oh my goodness, you are right. We have decided yeah. that because he doesn't have all these like the yellows and the reds and everything, then he's plain, he doesn't have any color. And Coco's like, no, that's a color right there, right? Yeah. So I definitely love that. Yeah, and it's so funny that you say that. You know, one day we were in the supermarket, we we're in the car park, and um, we went with her dad, um, and her dad went into the shop, so I was in the car with her. And then I, I don't know why I, was, I just decided to play a game with her, and I was like pointing at different people, and I was I was saying to her that, oh, that's your daddy, that's your daddy, you know, just joking around. And after a while, she's like, no, that's not my daddy, jokingly. After a while, she said, no, mommy, that's not my daddy. That man is white. My daddy's brown. That literally hit me because mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? We cannot say these kids do not see color. They see color. Right. She, she said, my daddy is brown. She didn't say my daddy is short. She didn't say my daddy is tall. Mm-hmm. She didn't say my daddy has beard. She said, my daddy is brown. Meaning that she, and he was actually a white man. I, I was just joking around with her with different people that were coming through. And so she saw him, she looked at him and she said, no, that's not my dad's skin color. That's a different skin color. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But that's not my dad. Um, so these kids, they see it. They just haven't learned to attach. They still, uh, it's still a positive thing to them. Right. Do you understand? It's only when um, maybe the, the way we speak about it or the, what, what they hear people say or what they see on TV or in books, that's when they now start to have negative stereotypes, which is why we need to be careful with how we introduce all these things to them. I totally agree. Um, now, can you speak to the mom who wants to expand her children's access to diverse characters? So whether it's in books or um, TV or even toys, like, yeah. um, you know, I bought, I bought um, Coco, I told you earlier, <laughs> I, yeah. I bought her a black Barbie with like curly hair, which yeah honestly it's for me more than it is for her but, <laughs> uh, could you just tell us um what your feelings are on a mom you know introducing diversity to her children how can she do it how can she do it hmm. okay um i think so 
So to introduce diversity, I think a good place to start is to check your unconscious bias first and check about check the things like how you speak about others in front of your kids um, and really think about what changes you need to make because I believe the change begins with us. Um, no matter what, how many diverse toys you, you, you buy for your children, if, you're, if, you're, if your child hears you talking negatively about a particular race, for example, or a particular type of people, they will pick that up. Uh -huh. So I think that's the first step. Um, but yeah, once that's done, then you can go for it. I think a good place to start is to look at what you currently have. And it's a good opportunity to declutter. So let's take, okay, what, what, what books are here that I, I, I don't think are great? Because I also say that it's not just about representation, it's about positive representation. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you see a book and they say it's a black book, uh, but the kids, and there's nothing wrong with it too, but maybe the, the girl has thread or pointy and that's the only, that's the only book representation of black kids that your child has, mm. of, you know, like, so it needs to be positive. So go through your stock and then see what needs to be chalked out, what, what needs to be kept, do an evaluation of that. Um, and yeah, you set up for the books. Uh, I think books are such a powerful way to introduce kids to different cultures, races, and, ex and experiences. What type of characters are, are shown in the books, you know? Um, what cultures, not just your culture, like other cultures, because when you do that, you're giving your child the full picture of what the world is. You're giving them, you're helping them build that general knowledge. You know, um, I, I think books are such a powerful tool. Um, and with my daughter, she, yeah, I read certain books to her. And she's like, mommy, I, I, I don't like the book. And I'm like, okay, fine. We drop it and that's it. You know, sometimes we've gone back to it when she's, she's grown a bit more. She's like, okay, mm -hmm. she wants to read the book again. But there's some books that she just doesn't like. And that's fine. Um, but it's about um, exploring the different options with them, I think. Also, what, what, what gender? Um, I feel like with boy books as well, um, boys need to see girls represented in books in a positive way. Girls need to see boys represent, represented in books as well. Obviously, you'll find less of um, girl moms um, not buying um, boy books. Most times, boy moms don't buy girl books. But I feel like they need to, they all need to see both genders as well. Um, so just doing all of that. You also have um, things like dolls. Dolls are such a great way to teach empathy. I'm sure your daughter is obsessed with dolls. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not as much as I am, but. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing is my daughter isn't as, not, not, not as um, into dolls as I would have liked. Um, but I think that's fine. I, I love how she is her, her own person. Interestingly enough, my son likes dolls. Um, and so I, I, I allow him play with them. I feel like it's, it would teach him empathy. Mm -hmm. There's a lot about um, letting, growing up, I don't think they let do, um, boys play with um, dolls. And that's why they struggle with taking care of children. You know, the whole empathy towards their babies and they just hand them over to the mom because they feel like, okay, they haven't learned to develop such skills. Um, so yeah, you can do that with dolls as well. Yeah, board games, puzzles, there's so many avenues that you can look into to help diversify your, um, your bookshelf and your toy um, chest. One good way that I will talk about also is the childcare option that you have, particularly people that are in um, uh, like, like, like in the Western world, England, America, wherever you might be, what are, are they committed to positive representation? What type of books do they have? Have those questions, those um, discussions with them. Find out are they actively taking steps to introduce diversity? You know, how diverse is their staff? Have those conversations with them because your child spends a significant amount of time in the daycare. My, my daughter does. She comes home to say, mommy, Mrs. XYZ said this, you know, uh -huh. feeding into your children. So it's important to make sure that the environment is diverse and positively diverse. I, I keep saying that because um, I'll tell you something. I don't know if you saw it on Instagram recently, but a friend of mine spoke about how um, a mother in her child's class 
said that she was reading a particular book to her child for bedtime. I wouldn't say the name of the book because it was it's a really bad name. But in the book, there are 10 black children and they all die one by one doing ordinary tasks. Yes. And I'm sure for her, she thought she was reading a diverse book. But I'm sorry, if you actually think about it properly, that's such a terrible... First of all, the name is actually... It's one of those, it's one of those negative words that we don't like. Um, and yeah, so it's not just about representation because some people will just throw a lot of nonsense out there and say it's representation. The representation has to be positive. Mm. Um, that's, it's very important that it is... Wow, I need yeah. to find out more of that book. So I know that they're yeah. not getting it here. Nobody has it. Um, but thank you for mentioning, you know, having conversations with your children's school to see yeah. and make sure that there is um, adequate, positive um, diversification yeah. available. Um, because it's not something that I've ever thought about at my daughter's school. And right now, anyways, maybe maybe it's something that I can talk to them about i can't go physically go into the classes now because of mm, covid yeah. but um it, it is something that i would like to yeah. ensure that they are um pushing is positive yeah. um reinforcement of positive diversity so yeah and that's, and something that a lot of people do is they actually gift books as well so they can just buy if they buy books gifted to their schools you know just to say okay you don't have that's fine Mm-hmm. but you're going to get one book at least you know <laughs> um just to make sure that it happens but yeah which just reminds me now of something that i wanted to do last year you see i have these ideas and then i just don't follow through sometimes but i actually had an idea to um donate books by africans to our local library system oh that's amazing I mean, number one on my this list was filling your friends, yeah, because that oh. was easy. <laughs> but, so um, but that that's actually something that I want to do because I don't think that there's enough representation mm. um, over here. And not like I said, not just black people, but Africans specifically. I think I'm more um, passionate about my people, the Africans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we'll get yeah. we'll get there. We'll do it. Maybe 2021. That'll be our project. Okay. <laughs> let's go but thank you so much for being on the podcast it's been awesome oh thank you for having me thank you so much you're welcome so okay where can everybody find you online websites instagram email list whatever where can everyone find you okay um so first of all the name of my book is who do i see in the mirror and it's it's published under the philly and friends brand and so the name of the brand is Philly and Friends. Um, and you can see me or find me on www.phillyandfriends.com. <laughs> and on Instagram is Philly N, so the letter N, Friends. The same thing for Twitter, same thing for Facebook, Pinterest, all of that. Um, yeah, so my website, I would love, if you have any questions or anything, feel free to drop me a message, a DM, anything happy to discuss. I have a question. Yeah, sure. Please, when is Philly's friend Coco going to show up in, in your forthcoming <laughs> books? <laughs> Don't worry, very soon. We're working on it. We're we need to see it. we need to see Coco in a book. Yes, don't worry. She's one of them. They'll be riding together. They're best friends, aren't they? So <laughs> and, oh, if, if you're going to add Coco, you might as well add Antiberry too. Antiberry, I mean. <laughs> Don't but, worry, we can make it work. We can make it work. Y'all, people don't even know who you're you dealing with. We're gonna be dealing with Auntie Berry, not just Auntie Berry, Mommy or Yo Yo, but also Auntie Berry book character, lifestyle brand. Character. Exactly, a whole future opera. Like we have hey. to, you know, we oh, have. Oh God, people don't know. I'm gonna be on CNN Africa next year. BBC uh-uh. People just don't know. Just wait for me. <laughs> We are waiting. We are waiting. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mr. This has been totally fun and very, very insightful. And I think you've given us quite a bit to think about. Um, I didn't mention this earlier when you said it, but I really liked how you mentioned, you know, 
checking our own biases before you know teaching our children about them because it's really matter is we all have our biases and there's a lot of things that we need to unlearn as adults but so thank you once again for being on the podcast guys i will link all of her links and everything in the show notes be sure to buy who do i see in the mirror it's a lovely lovely book and also check out the website because there are lots of gift items that you can get for the little kids in your life whether it's the poster or um, like the learning aids or the affirmation cards definitely get something and let her know that i sent you (laughs) thank you so much thank you you. are welcome enjoy the rest of your evening you too and we will catch you again on mommy oyo yo bye bye All right, so I hope you enjoyed listening to me speaking with Vese in this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, I think that you'll also enjoy episode 17, which featured Aisha O'Reilly of Aisha and Life. And that episode topic was raising a biracial child in Africa. Um, we had a really good conversation um, about how she's bringing up her well now she has two children but at the time she had just the one son and um, it was a really good conversation about you know bringing up a biracial child in a world that sometimes just seems increasingly um, uh, divisive um, another episode that I think that you'll enjoy is episode 18 and that features Joy where she talked about growing up African in America slash the diaspora. I wanted to speak with her because she was born and bred in the US but feels very, very Nigerian. Like if you speak to Joy, Joy is my cousin. <laughs> so if you talk to Joy, Joy will tell you first and foremost that she's Nigerian, you know. Um, not even like Nigerian American and we had like a really good time just talking about the different cultural values and I think another episode that you'll enjoy is episode 43 where I spoke with Ikojo Mercy Haruna and she talked about raising African children in the UK and I think that that's another episode that you'll enjoy where we talked about um, identity language diversity um, with your children as well So check out those episodes if you enjoyed listening to this one. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Oyoyo podcast. Out of everything you could be doing, you chose to spend the time with me and I am truly grateful. Please follow us on social media at Mommy Oyoyo, which is M-O-M-M-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Feel free to send us feedback and suggestions that way or via our email at mommyoyoyo at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast on your favorite podcast players. Rate and review the podcast. And finally, don't keep this goodness to yourself. Share the Mommy Oyoyo podcast with your friends, your family, your coworkers, and more. The Mommy Oyoyo podcast, sharing experiences of African motherhood. Mommy, oh yo yo, mommy, oh yo yo, mommy, oh yo yo. See you next time.